Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Okay, welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast, everybody. Uh, Today is going to be different than other episodes because I told you that when I started this podcast, I wanted a chance to be like as authentic as humanly possible with you. And in previous episodes, you've seen it where I've just sat down and I just didn't feel good. And so I kind of spend the episode talking about that. And that's what happened today. I actually have a whole list of things you're supposed to get to today. And when I sat down and just started telling my mom that I'm having a really anxious day, we took a little U-turn. Remember the U-turn? We took a turn. And I've been looking for an opportunity to use someday this month to talk about mental health because... May is uh, National Mental Health Awareness Month. And so it just, once we started talking, felt ideal to kind of go into it. I pray anybody that suffers with anxiety or depression that there is a nugget in today's episode that you can take away that can change your life. And I offer up a whole lot of things and we talk about a whole lot of different situations. My guest is Stephanie Seacat or she's married now. I forget her new last name, but phone screener Steph from channel 933. And we start talking about her mental problems too, or like her insecurities. And I, unlike the other episodes where we have, we have like a lot of fun. This is going to be one where if you know somebody that suffers with anxiety, if you've got someone in your family with suffers with anxiety and you don't quite understand like what to do with it, I, I hope that this episode can open your mind a little bit. And I hate that it's a Friday. I try to keep Friday shows light, but it's, it's life. It's life. So uh, here we go. This is episode number 40, and it's called I Have Anxiety. Hey, Mom. Hi, honey. Today is one of those days where I my anxiety is just terrible. Like, I, you know, we, we talk about anxiety a lot. Well, I haven't talked about it in a while, I guess, on the show. But I mean, I've, I've suffered from anxiety with anxiety for years and years and years and years. And with that, I realized I've come all kind of stomach issues, right? Like acid reflux. And I always, I never used to put the two together. I used to think like, well, I've got stomach problems and I've got anxiety. I doubt the two go together. Mm. And it's one of those things where I just, some days I, I haven't been like this bad in a long time. Mm. And I think it's coming from, and I, I don't want to get too much into this right now, but mm-hmm. I think it's coming from the, a professional change that I need to make that uh, nothing about like actually being in radio or podcasting mm-hmm. or anything what I'm actually doing, mm-hmm. uh, but just some behind the scenes stuff. And uh, it's really weighing on me. I've never been good at uh, making changes uh, that affect other people. Mm-hmm. And like, if we ever had to fire somebody or get rid of somebody, I've never been like, you know, at a radio station, I've never been good at, at that part. So, um, I am, I don't know. I'm just, I'm like, I'm like not in a good headspace today. Hmm, I'm sorry. You know that all your emotions are in your gut. Right. I mean, you know, all that. Right. That everything is, is interconnected. Um, and it's hard. It's it's. Um, I know you're anxious about having to have a confrontation, right? That's really right. what it's about is confrontation, and that's tough. But you just have to um, be clear about what it is that you need and why you need it and stand your ground. Um, I feel like in this situation that it will be understood. 
Um, and it's and it's a situation that's not in your control. Right. So um, as best you can, just try to relax and do some meditation around that and just, you know, have your thoughts, have your thoughts clear, clear your thoughts about what it is that you need to say. I think that uh, today actually would probably be a good day to talk about it. I've been trying to figure out where to fit in the discussion on Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm. And I think today is probably a good one as I'm kind of going through an anxious spell. And, and I've, I've been like this all morning. Like I just have been this just this funk. Mm. Um, and like my head almost feels like it's about to explode right now. I'm so anxious. And my um, my stomach's like I'm having so much acid reflux and – you know, uh, it's not a, not a good day. Now, I feel really bad. I mean, I've been one of those people that's been really open about anxiety and depression, yeah. and it made a lot of people uncomfortable. I get it. Like being a public figure that talks about it, not always the easiest thing to do for multiple different reasons. Um, sometimes I don't want to talk about what's bothering me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it makes you know when I was working for different radio stations, it make them uncomfortable when I would open up and talk about it. But I know it's like super important. So yes. Um, there's so many different things that you can do. And what I've realized over the past, gosh, I think the first time I can remember having anxiety was well, a couple different times. I remember having like a separation anxiety from you when I was a kid. Mm. Um, and it would be like whenever you would leave and go do something, if you weren't there, I'd start to get like really anxious mm. probably because we were always together, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like the first time I could like put a term on it, where I felt overwhelmed by it uh-huh. was when I went to college and I got oh. really bad test anxiety. Oh, um, yeah. And because I wasn't really a great student growing mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Like high school, I, I barely like, I barely got through, you know? Because but you college, were I really, Well, yeah, but <laughs> I, I don't know why in college, like I had so much anxiety to do well that mm-hmm. it, I hate to say it, I used my anxiety for a positive, but I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, that's like the first time I can remember how, and I've tried what literally do you mean by I, that. Excuse me. What do you mean? What do you mean that you've used it for a positive? Well, because I, I mean, I ended up doing really well in college, you know, oh, and but that was really came from a place of anxiety. Gotcha. Like it wasn't like I really wanted to do well. I just had so much anxiety that I wasn't going to do well. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I have really kind of run the gamut on, Things you can do for anxiety. Because I do be- – I mean I truly do believe that, that it's not just your thoughts. Like right mm-hmm. now in this moment, I don't have just a thought about mm-hmm. you know what has to – and I haven't – I've tried to like clear it from my head. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a chemical reaction that happened when, mm-hmm. you know, when I had to start thinking about it. Or maybe it's the stress of everything else going on. But I think that some people's brains are more wired to be anxious than others, right? Because mm-hmm. you look at my mom. She can have to do all this kind of crazy stuff and she's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, listen, I've tried literally you, you name like the drug, you name the therapy, you name anything. And I've, the, the, even all the, um, uh, uh, supplements, I've tried them all to try mm-hmm. to, I mean, acupuncture, tried that. Um, I literally tried everything. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you that I, if you asked me before today, I would say I've got my anxiety under pretty well, pretty good control. Um, and I, I take a couple different supplements, and uh, I, I found for me that uh, ashwagandha is really helpful. 
don't take my word for it. I'm not here to, I want you to do your research on it. Don't just start taking things you hear on podcasts. Right. Um, but I also, um, acupuncture, eh, temporarily, I got a, like a temporary fix from it, but nothing that was long-term enough to really be good enough. Antidepressants, no, I didn't really, well, what happened with antidepressants was, and they work for a lot for some people. So I'm, I'm also not like a drug hater either. Mm -hmm. Um, I found that it just kind of like mellowed me out. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really get down, but I didn't really get up either. Like I was just going to mm-hmm. kind of this void, which I didn't like because I was never really experiencing anything good then either. It was just like the kind of this like, mm-hmm. all right, everything's neutral. So for me, it wasn't really um, a good thing. Um, I'm trying to think of what magnesium I've tried. Uh, eh, mixed reviews. Um, Mindfulness, meditation. Yeah, you know, yeah, all that stuff is good. I think for you to be able to like analyze your thoughts is really good mm-hmm. um, because if you are having thoughts that are crazy, the, the catching it before you get to this kind of like spun out state is really good. But I know that like once you're in this spun out state, it's kind of hard to go back and mm-hmm. like fix the problem along the way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and meditation, <sighs> meditation for me is by far the hardest. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest thing for me to get into. And I think it's one of the most beneficial, mm-hmm. but it's also one of the hardest. And I don't have a good structure on sitting down and meditating. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people are that way too. Like you don't have a uh, the discipline to just go sit in your you know your room or mm-hmm. somewhere quiet. And some people do. Some people are really disciplined about it and they're great. And when I was, I definitely saw the benefits of it. Um, I, what I would do is there'd be a couple different places I would go during the week for like a group meditation, mm-hmm. which is really nice because yes. you would kind of be around the energy of yes. everybody else. And it would almost be like a, a spot you would go. Cause I'm just like in my house, I'm going to like sit here for about three minutes and then I'm going to be like, wait, I need to go or like, Oh, <laughs> wait, my phone or whatever. Right. But when you were the group. I just found that it's much more easy to like kind of let everything go on the outside, especially I can't imagine if you're a parent. I guess that'd be a yes. lot, right? Oh yeah. Um, so I, I do reckon, but obviously right now there's no group settings, so it makes it more it makes it more difficult. So well, I, I think there are groups online. You know, you would need even to that though. I'm having a hard time with. Yeah, it's like I just can't. I, I I've done a couple of them, and it, it's fine. Yeah, but it's just not the same. It's just not the same. Yeah. So. That when we talk about mental health, listen, I am I'm your number one advocate. Anybody that suffers with anxiety and and depression, mm-hmm. um, I am I am definitely in your corner. And I know that a lot of people don't like to talk about it, or you're embarrassed, or I don't have somebody around you that understands. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, mom, do you remember the first time I told you I was really dealing with anxiety problems? Mm. I, I want to think it's when you were in college. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I was aware of it until then. Yeah. Um. You know, and and it's it's um it's difficult for someone who doesn't have anxiety to understand right. that, but it is it is a true um, mental disorder. I mean, you you know, you need to get a grasp on that because it can change your whole life. You, what you do you What do you say to people you that can't control your thoughts? What do you say to people that are like, hey, I don't have somebody in my life that uh, understands? Mm-hmm. anxiety. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think that you always try to need you need to seek professional help. Um, because as much as I love you and I know a lot about a lot of things, I'm not an anxiety expert. <laughs> um, so I think that, in fact, you know, one of the last times I was with you in California, I think I said something in the car about you were having a really anxious day. And I said, can you just leave that at home for now? And you looked at me and you said, you don't understand. Yeah. And I had to own that. I didn't And understand. it's frustrating. I mean, like, yes. and if you don't have anxiety, the worst thing you can do is be like, can't you just not be anxious right now? Yes, exactly. And, you know, there are funny memes that go around about it, but it's true. Like, there's nothing that we can really do. People with anxiety, right. there's nothing that we can really do to get out of it as well. No, exercise. Oh, I should have mentioned exercise. Exercise to me is mm. definitely the fastest way to at least calm things down and like make myself feel yes. better. Yes. Is by getting out and exercising, like sweating yes. a little bit. Uh, that's why, you know, with yoga and with, uh, I go to nine round boxing over in Point Loma. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's been really good for me. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know. I don't know why this has me so stirred. Oh, and sleep is also really important. Like I found that taking a nap and waking back up, and it doesn't always work because sometimes you just wake back up and you're like, oh man, I still got to deal with this. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, getting, getting right sleep, I think also, also helps. Don't give up on your search. Mm -hmm. And don't leave any stone unturned mm -hmm. when it comes to like what's going to work for you. Because what I've realized too through these last 36 years is that our bodies are all so different. So if you have a friend that's like, oh, even we listen to me and I'm like, oh, you know, medication wasn't right for me. Don't take that as it's not going to be right for you. That's or if right. I say, oh, this, this herb, it worked well for me, but I don't know if it's going to work well. You know, don't take any of it as truth for your body and your life because I think right. it's um, I've seen so many different people have so many different successes mm -hmm. and until you really try it and turn over every stone mm -hmm. to figure out what's going to work well for you or or you know what sometimes it's just a change of situation yes yeah. you know like sometimes that's really I, I know that we we try to take supplements and, and meditate and, but then you kind of enter back into a situation that maybe it's just not a good situation to be in. Whatever mm -hmm. it is causing you anxiety, is there something you can change with that? Or do you just have like a general anxiety where you're just like, I'm just, I get anxious much easier over things. Like, uh, I would just say, just keep trying, like keep doing, um, you know, for me too. And I'll mention this last, I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I didn't really plan on talking about this today. Um, <laughs> but and this sounds so hippity dippity, but go with me here. It could be a good, and I had, I had so many people tell me this and I, I didn't believe it because it sounds crazy to me at first, but, um, dropping gluten, I feel like really helped me. Oh, your diet. Oh yeah. my goodness. Like what you're eating. Like you got to cut out coffee. I stopped drinking coffee back in 2011 because mm -hmm. I knew it was like really causing my anxiety to go up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any kind of caffeine mm -hmm. and don't just say, cause it's a tea doesn't mean it's caffeine free. Mm -hmm. You really got to do your research on what it is that you're eating. You know, chocolate for me, even chocolate mm -hmm. will set me off sometimes. So yeah. I really have to like not do it. Um, Gluten, and that's also, sugar. Yeah. yeah, sugar can get me all riled up. Uh -huh. um, um, oh, I was, oh, that's uh, alcohol. Alcohol oh, yes. is what, and that's what, one of the reasons why I stopped drinking was mm -hmm. because if I'm going to sit here and be an advocate for mental health and say, like, say, like, hey, I'm, I'm over here and I'm working hard on mine, but I'm doing something that's like causing me direct anxiety because in the moment, alcohol feels the best. Mm -hmm. But when you, I promise you that next day, my anxiety would always be like 
like through the roof. Mm -hmm. So it was never worth it to me. It was never worth it. And so I eventually just had to make the decision one day that I just wasn't going to drink anymore. And it was a hard decision, but here I am. It'll be two years in July. Mm -hmm. And I think for my anxiety, it's like the best, one of the best things I've ever done. So definitely exercising, sleeping, and eating right, your diet. It's so important. It's so important. And you have done exceptionally well with all of those. And I'm yeah. sorry that you're having an anxious day today, but the good news is they're, they're fewer and far between now, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, this used to be my life. I mean, for, right. for years, yes. I would just be on like a level 10 like freak out. My body just like, just, ugh. Yes. Um, so that's what I'm telling you. Not every, and people are going to recommend stuff to you. You're going to listen to this and you're going to be like, oh my God, like, well, I've tried this and I tried that. I just want to give up. No, don't like, just keep trying. You got to like keep working it every day. Kind of like working out, right? Like work Mm -hmm. out your brain and this stuff is so important. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry that if you're in a situation where you don't feel comfortable talking about it, but yeah, anyway, it's, uh, but don't give up no matter what situation you're in that's causing you, um, anxiety or, or anything, you know, to do with your mental health. Don't give up. Get help because help is out there. And keep searching and keep trying until you find the answer for you because you're absolutely right. It's different for everyone because we're all different. That's right. Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay, I gotta let you go because I gotta go talk to Steph. I thought I was gonna okay, bring her on today, great. so she'll Fantastic. be on here in a couple of minutes. Fantastic. And I love you. I love that. And I love you forever. Uh, my guest today probably also knows a lot about anxiety <laughs> because another one of my unemployed friends. Uh, she was my phone screener when I, I want to think you were more than that, though. That that sounded like degrading, doesn't it? Like you just answer the phones, but yeah, no, I feel like I did way more than just answer some phones. And, hey, what was your What was your title? Was it Was it just phone screener? We called you phone screener. Were you assistant producer? Or no, we never gave you that title. You guys gave me title as segment producer. Okay. 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 Well, <laughs> but is... still got, got paid as a phone screener. Not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't be thinking you're getting full time though. Don't get carried away. Man, we were just uh, we were just talking about that before we came on here today. Just the, the radio business and how. I mean, it was it's tough because you know I I made a decent salary when I was at Channel Nine Three Three. I guess too decent maybe. Um, and you know we had Steph and we had Jess as another segment producer, wink wink. And we also had Ceres. And you know Jess and Steph would go back and forth sharing days because there weren't even enough hours for us to give either of them like full time. Right. So they would, were, yeah. you, was it, were you three days? She was two days or what was, I forget what the change. Yeah. So I did Monday, Tuesday, and then she did Thursday, Friday, and we switched every other Wednesday. <laughs> That's right. Like what a complicated mess. Well, who's coming in today? <laughs> like God. And, and what, what did we pay you? What was your hourly rate at channel nine three three? Oh, it was a great minimum wage. Spanking California. I think God. at the time was 1150. I don't even remember. I hate that. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. You know, that's like one thing that we never control. Like we don't control the budgets and how they're done. Um, and so we would fight for these guys to get more money. And then, um, you know, you just, I just kept telling Steph, listen, you're going to have to go, you know, like if you want to grow not only professionally, but monetarily, then you're going to have to, you're going to have to let go. And I hated yeah. that, but 
But then she went to Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah, the Vegas of the East, baby. And now <laughs> she is in Rockin' Las Vegas, which I just found out is completely shut down. I didn't even think about that because you guys are such a tourist city. San Diego's touristy, but you can still it still feels like, you know, it doesn't feel too different because you live in the suburbs. But, I mean... The strip's completely shut down, right? So yeah. it's got to be what's what's the vibe like in Vegas right now? Oh, it's so crazy. You're so used to going onto the strip and barely even making it to Las Vegas Boulevard in 30 minutes, and now you go on through and there's barely any people walking. And it's so crazy to me. Everything's closed, the casino's closed, and it's just like every other city right now, getting curbside pickup, making sure you're wearing masks everywhere you go. Um, right. But right now it's it's very quiet. It's very dead. It does not seem like the usual Las Vegas open 24 hours anymore. Right, right. And I know you love living there. We were talking about, you know, like her, her situation. You're going to try to stay in Vegas and, and make it work and possibly stay on, you know, hopefully go back to your old show and mm -hmm. uh, life will, will resume. But, you know, last time that we talked that, you know, they were going to give you a severance package, but, but money was – it wasn't like you were going to have this, you know, illustrious – Oh, here's a year severance or something, you know, it was going to be right. a short term kind of deal. I mean, you're in, in a situation like most people and like I'm going to be in in a couple of months where uh, that's going to run dry. So how is that whole situation going financially? Well, right now it's really tough for everyone that's unemployed. We're waiting for, I mean, for me, it's really very difficult situation because last year of 2019, I was in both the state of Connecticut and the state of Nevada. So I had to file for both states. So it's not just waiting on one state, it's waiting on both states and both still haven't really um, come through yet, to be honest with you. So right now, you know, we're barely, you know, just surviving off the necessities, very tight budget, but we're good, which is good. We have a good savings for now. That's good, right. <laughs> um, but we're okay. We're doing okay. Me and my husband. When, when, did you, when did you file for unemployment? Right. The day I got him, let go, April 2nd, I filed for unemployment and it's and what? So it's now May the 14th when we're recording this. And so still nothing. They, there's still no unemployment. Nothing. Do they give you a timeline? That seems crazy to me. Do they give you a timeline of like when to expect it? No. Well, right now, because I mean, people started getting let go in March. So I'm kind of figuring out they're doing it in chronological order of who got let go. So Lord. I mean, we can only tell. And I, like I said, I'm waiting for not just the state of Nevada. I'm waiting for also the state of Connecticut. So that's my, my fun up. Unemployment update. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, segment the first segment before the uh, the break, we were talking about anxiety and how I'm having like an anxious day today. I do. I we you and I have never really talked much about mental health. Um, do you? Are you the kind of person that gets anxious? Like, are you mentally? How are you right now? Honestly, I actually feel like I have really good days, and then when I have really bad days, it's I don't even know if it's anxiety. I just know that I've dealt with this mental health issue for a very long time. Um, and I can't even tell you what it is. I don't think it's anxiety. I think it's more of like an insecurity slash depression. Um, and I did talk to my friend or with Jessica about this, who was on our show. And right. it was just more of like um, things that I had in the past that I've never dealt with and that it's still resur resurfacing on a level of like trying to figure out my emotions and why I feel a certain way. Um, but I don't Do know. Do you how feel to that the it. unemployment has like just triggered that, or is it something that you've kind of always dealt with? I think it's intensified because of my unemployment. I feel like because I'm unemployed and I don't have anything going on, sometimes I do feel like I'm unsuccessful and that I'm not worthy of a lot of things. So mm. I get 
and I bury myself in this deeper hole. But when I wasn't, when I was employed and I was very busy, I didn't have those feelings. So it's a little bit of like me having a lot of downtime and also issues that I've never really dealt with from the past. I'm telling you from like my childhood uh, that come up and I don't know how to deal with. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone's dealing with things they never expected to have to deal with because everything has been so stripped down. I mean, you, so Steph is married. How does you, how is your husband's mental health? How does he do with, with the situation? With him as an individual, he has great mental health. He, when he feels sad, he's sad for like five minutes and it never comes back. So I <laughs> don't very, you hate that shit. I'm, don't you hate that shit? I'm like, why? How? Like, give me that. I want that option. I don't yes. mind being sad, but let me be sad for like two seconds and then be over it, right? And there's some people that, that just don't get anxious. They're just like, what? It's fine. Everything's great. I'm like, how though? How do you get to that step? Yeah, exactly. But it's so great for me and him because if I'm feeling that way, he's so easy to cheer me up and to make me feel like I'm the one winning in every type of situation. So I love that for him. No, it's and great. For us. It's great. And that's it's what so I realized awesome. in my next partner that I need is I've got to get somebody that is just a positive outlook kind of person. Because mm-hmm. if I don't have that, it's literally just going to like spin me into the ground, right? Like it's got to be somebody <laughs> when I'm having a shit day, they can be like, it's fine. Everything's fine. I'm like, okay. We well, basically, it's fine. So I guess it's fine. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But also that it's not just that I feel like he's a great reflection of our relationship because when like on the surface, I think you can see me when you saw me on a day-to-day basis, I was very positive. I was very upbeat, but when I'm alone and I'm in my thoughts, I'm in my feelings and I'm scrolling on social media, looking like a freaking, I'm just like, I look like I'm thirsty for something. Like I'm waiting for something to be like, tell me you suck. Like, I'm like, I'm looking for that. And why do I do that to myself? And he reminds me that I'm not like that. It's just me digging myself in mm-hmm. a deeper hole. And he helps me bring me out of that. And why, why do you think you do that? Why do you, is it like a insecurity kind of thing? Because, you know, social media has a way of doing that, right? Of bringing out just the, the mm-hmm. our most, in, you see these, oh, there's this person, they have this, and they look like this. And they're so, and as we all know, it's complete just BS, right? Yeah. Um, but it does have a way of like triggering, like triggering that. Do you think that's what it is? It's more of like an insecurity within yourself. And then when you see this other fake life that it just, cause like, trust me, I do it too. Like I'll, I'll see it. It doesn't really spiral me, but I'm like, mm, must be nice. You know, Oh, look at you with your new car. Look at you with your job. <laughs> oh, you just got, you just got a job. That must be nice. What's what, yeah. what are the health benefits like asshole? You know, <laughs> for sure that it's, that's the issues that I have been dealing with from when my parents separated back in middle school and I went through a horrible high school relationship with my ex-boyfriend. I've had horrible insecurity issues ever since then, not because necessarily my parents broke up or because necessarily my, my ex-boyfriend at the time was horrible, but I think it's because within me, I hid stuff from myself because, oh, you know, I'm better than this because I had radio and I'm better than this because I had dance and I shoved everything right, in front of my face right, to distract right. myself. And then I sit alone at night and I'm looking at everyone else's lives, especially my boyfriend's ex-girlfriends, and I'll compare myself to them and thinking like, holy crap, their lives are way better than mine. Why aren't they with, why aren't they with them still? Like I, th- I think of the darkest crap. It's Can so I tell horrible. you, and I, I just, this is like where I, I struggle with not struggle, but there's definitely a difference between podcast me, which is pretty much just like Steven Yancey. And then there's like radio me, which is Kramer. Right. And sometimes like my brain kind of goes back and forth between the two. Right. For mm-hmm. some reason in that moment, I was like, you know what we should do? And this is, this would, this would have been totally what we would have done. Like on the podcast. Of course. We I already like, know what you're going to say. <laughs> 
I already know what, you. I know what, you so what do you think well. I would have said? You work with me well, long enough. What three years, two years? Like you know me well enough. What 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 would what would WWKD in this situation? Hey Steph, can you uh, get that girl on the phone that you're probably insecure about and uh, ask her how she really is doing in life? If she has that 401k, if she has that brand new car, I know you so freaking well. It's so sad. Am I right? No, that's not. I mean, uh, you're you're on the right path. That would be a little bit more extreme than I would have gone. I probably would have been like, let's just pull her Instagram up, and I'm going to judge you against her, and then tell you if you're really like, God, isn't that terrible? That's good. I'm sorry. That's funny radio. It's funny radio. It's just terrible it for your life. But it also How makes many- you creative. So, I mean, thank well, you for that. <laughs> Write that down for you and go back to work. <laughs> I'm sure Mercedes and JC will love that bit. <laughs> totally well, I mean, what uh, we, we can kind of talk about, talk radio stuff now. Cause I know a lot of people, I mean, most of our, our listeners come from channel 933. Were there any times that you remember us doing a bit that like caused drama, um, later on? Or like cause drama in your life personally, or did most of the bits just kind of like stick within that one segment, and then that was that was the end of it? Because you were pretty open. I mean, that was one thing I've always admired about Steph is that she has always been uh, shares shares her life. You know, even like sitting here and saying this that you scroll through Instagram and you check out your ex, you know, your your husband's ex girlfriends and mm-hmm. compare yourself. There's not a lot of people that would really come forward and admit that, right? Yeah. Um, that's what I've always loved about you. So I'm just trying to think you were always pretty open with us. Was there ever any, I can't really think of one off the top of my head. Can you think of anything where it was like, oh yeah, that caused drama for a couple of days. Probably, probably not the best idea. Well, yeah. With my, me calling my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, you're just like, oh yeah, get James on the phone and uh, let's talk about his personal life. And I'm like, um, okay. And he picked up and we talked about his personal life and we we're like, oh yeah. And I was oh like, my God. Oh my I'm God. never doing that again. Thank you. Very <laughs> okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We won't yeah, go into we'll the exact details of, of what we talked about, but it was a pretty intimate topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure if you scroll the archive, it would take a long time though, to find like the exact uncensored podcast uh, of which one it was. Cause all those podcasts are still up by the way. They didn't, they didn't take them down. So, oh, wow. um, which I'm, I'm glad, honestly, like that was to me, some of like our best times as a show like our best content that we produced was on that podcast. So I'm glad that it's, it's not, uh, they're not taking it down. At least they, if somebody's probably going to hear this, it'll be gone by the time this, you know, <laughs> by, by Saturday. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, so we called, um, we were talking about a certain topic that was highly inappropriate. Yep. And Steph had mentioned something about her husband. And so we called him and he was actually pretty, open about having that conversation at least in the moment i'm sure he felt pressured to like say something but did that conversation cause drama after it was said and done i don't want to say it would cause drama i think it just put a perspective in between like having a radio life and a personal life as far as you can talk about your life you can say your problems you can vent about your problems but there are fine lines that you need to draw because when you get other people involved, that's where the line has to be drawn. Because I could, I could talk about me and my insecurities of my darkest, deepest past. That's sure. cool because I'm not involving anyone. I mean, the girl that I'm even who I was insecure about, like who cares? Like this is nothing saying bad about her. I'm not saying anything right, bad about right, her. Right. So it's more of the fact that like when you talk about someone else that's close in your life, you really have to be careful and you have to let them know far in advance and if they're okay with it. And that's definitely something I learned 
from the Uncensored Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you learn that kind of stuff fast in this business. I'll tell yeah. you, like, I felt like I was able to be much more authentic after I got divorced because it's hard. I mean, I always say that radio, we were talking about this before we came on today, is like radio spouse is probably one of the harder, and I would say maybe even harder than that might be like radio kid. Like if your kid, uh, if you have a child, like that's got to be really, really hard because they definitely didn't sign up for it. Um, but I, the, the, my ex-wife was actually not terrible about it. Um, she was usually okay with what I would say. I remember the maddest she ever got though, was when I was in Tampa and I had mentioned that she had changed her feminine product in front of me. And first she didn't talk to me, I think for days, maybe two or three days. Uh, since I, I mentioned that she was just mortified that people knew that. And I always had that hard, that hard balance between like, how much do you share? Cause I've, I mean, it ended up being pretty interesting, right? Like, Oh my God, you know, like, like, like a big, Oh my God. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was like, it was like two or three day fight. I mean, have you, especially since you've been on now in two different markets where you were on the air more, do you, do have you pushed it too far where he's had to come on to you and be like, Hey, listen, that's, that was too much. Absolutely not. Ever, I'm telling you, Kramer, ever since that <laughs> uncensored podcast, I learned real quick, real freaking quick that I cannot involve him in any type of thing unless it's something that's very innocent or I look like the bad guy. Because I've learned that in radio. It's like, you, yeah. I will never pin my husband up to look like the bad guy. I will never. It will always be me because I won't ever want him to feel like he signed up for something that he didn't. It's tough, man. I'm telling you, it's yeah. so tough. But I don't it's know maybe how smarter. much. So I don't know. You, you learn real fast. <laughs> um, it really, I mean, it really is like, like a challenging balance uh, between the two. Well, I, I found out that you are. So let's go back now. That was a complete side tangent, which is the nice thing about the podcast. Um, when it comes to mental health, and that's kind of what we, we kind of turned this uh, this podcast into. Um, you so you started meditating. Well, how long have you been meditating now? Yeah, I've actually been meditating for a week and a half now. I'm on day 11 of okay. day, of 21 days of this meditation challenge I'm doing. And where who is it through? Is it one that you would like recommend? So when I actually talked about my insecurities with my with Jessica on our little Instagram live, my friend reached out to me basically saying, thank you for doing that. I really appreciated you, you know, just speaking about one of your darkest truths. Would you be interested in doing a meditation challenge with me? And I said, absolutely. You know, I'm pretty open to new things. And he's been sending me every day a challenge of a meditation audio, which is about 15 minutes. And it has an exercise with each meditation audio. So it's really fun. I've actually gone, first it was really hard for me. I don't know. Have you ever meditated before? Well, we were, we were talking about this earlier. Um, and I, I think meditation is great. And I would go to different meditation groups when I, uh, when we could, right. My, my best meditation always came when I could like be out of my element. If I'm sitting around the house, I have a really hard time telling myself to like sit down, turn everything off. It's the same with like working out at home. Like if I go to the gym, I'm great. I can like sit there. I can be focused, but you know, these home workouts, it's like one of those things where I'm like, Oh, well, you know, I'll get to it. I don't, and then I just, I just don't, I was really, I would say probably I was 20, what well, was 2012 when I lost my job the first time and I got really deep into meditation and it, it was, it was, if you were good and you were consistent at it, it is literally 
I mean, it was like a life shift for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were so many things when it, when it comes to like, like seeing your thoughts and like, it was, as I say this, I'm like, so I got all the effing time in the world. Why am I not getting back into this right now? For some reason, I've got this weird holdup right now where it's not speaking to me the same way, but I am a big, I'm a big advocate for it. That's so interesting because I feel much better having this in my home and not having a lot going on. Like I don't have to go to a meditation class. I think for me, it's the opposite. I like having that. I can do it anytime during the day, as long as I get it done. And I really, really enjoy, I agree that it's it's actually been life-changing for me because I'm able to sit still with my thoughts versus my thoughts, which are still kind of scattered. And I'm learning that my thoughts are so all over the place. And I'm still trying to figure out when I am meditating and I'm in that moment and I'm doing my, um, you know, the, 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 the mantras, um, how I can stop my thoughts from going mm-hmm. everywhere because I'm still mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, don't forget to tell my husband, James, I got to put vitamins right. on the grocery list. I'm like, dude, you're <laughs> meditating right now. Get back into it. But I, I think that's, you know, somebody that I've, you know, I've been meditating now yeah, for eight years. I don't know that your thoughts ever stop. You just are able to analyze them a lot better. Like you see them and you can definitely like notice when you're in a thought, which is to me where the benefit came from the most. Where you're yeah. like, oh, I'm I'm in a thought right now, and this thought may not necessarily be true, but I'm definitely in a thought right now. Instead of like when your mind's completely clear, and you're you're probably starting to see the difference now. Like when those kind of things pop up, and you're like, oh wait, like oh yeah, groceries, oh uh, yeah, the vitamins, and and then you're like, oh wait, well if it if that's the case, then this must be true for probably every thought that I have, which it is, and then you kind of catch yourself when you're in thought and when you're not in thought, mm-hmm. and um. I, I think it's great. I think it's great that you started. So, I mean, have you noticed, I think what people get disappointed with is they don't see, it took me, I signed up for a 90 day, very intensive meditation training. Um, and it was, um, I'm trying to think how long we do it. It was, it, we get up to like an hour a day. Um, and, then throughout the day, some mindfulness stuff. It was really intense, but it, it was really great. I mean, you're only in a week and a half. Have you noticed differences so far? Because I think it's where people start to get discouraged. Oh, well, yeah. At first, at like day nine, I was starting to slack. I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. I'm not motivated to do it. And then on day 10, I, which was like yesterday, I was like, this is something that I need in my life. And I'm really going to be determined to finish it and feel like I come out a different person. Um, for me, I think the things that I feel more different on is saying things with more meaning and knowing when and what to say, because I know now within this quarantine, it's only me and my husband and it's easy for me to, you know, say things however, whenever, because well, one, I don't have a job and two, we're always together all the dang time. So it's very easy to get comfortable. So now that we're alone, I'm noticing more of what I need to say. If I do get annoyed of him or if I want him to stop doing something, I say things how I would want to be how I would want to be said to me. Um, Mm. And and that's one thing I've gotten a lot out of is how do you want to be treated? Well, you need to start treating people the same way. And how do you want to be described? Well, you need to describe people, even though sometimes it's not necessarily true, how they want to be, how I want to describe people. So it's a huge reflection on my life, how I want to be said, what I want to be said about me and how I think people are perceived of me. But also, it's also about giving back. Like, 
what comes around goes around karma and i'm learning a lot girl and not only was i a huge believer before this before this meditation challenge but now i'm really realizing like everything that i do from waking up in the morning and going to bed at night everything that i do is a reflection of what i give to the world um so Mm. i've learned i've learned a lot i'm really happy with what i've you know got from this and i continue it i have what about 11 more days left so halfway through I'd be curious. I want to check back in too to see how you feel at the end of these. Some people that I recommend meditation to just thrive with it. And then there's some people that just cannot get into it. And that's what we were talking about earlier too, is there is no, I don't have a, I don't think anybody has a sure shot answer when it comes to like mental health of how to make it better. I think everybody's bodies are different. Everybody's techniques are different and some things work for some people and then they don't work for others. So I'd be kind of curious after 21 days, we should check back in with you here in a couple of days and see uh, if you think it's, it's was, you know, beneficial and, and worthwhile. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to share that. When is your meditation challenge over with? I'm on day 11 and it's so 10 more days. I'm done. Okay. So two Fridays from now, let's, let's like come, cause this will be technically released on Friday. Um, Let's come back and let's kind of check in and see if you can after, you know, 21 days, because you think you're going to be able to stick with it, right? You got nothing else going on. <laughs> that's, that's my philosophy right now. People are like, do you have time to do this? I'm like, I got, I got all the time in the world. We both do. You, you know, like, do I have hours to put together a podcast every day? I sure do. I sure do. <laughs> um, so let's come back in uh, in two weeks because I want you as somebody that, I mean, you really haven't spent a lot of time with meditation, have you? Before no, this? this is my first time getting into meditation. So I'd be curious in in another two weeks, kind of your takeaways from all of that and kind of like where you're at. Absolutely. I'd love to share my 21 days. It's actually called 21 days of abundance and you can find it on YouTube if anyone is interested. Well, send me the link and I can put it over in the, uh, in the show notes. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll do that now. Okay. Look at us. We put together. I didn't expect any of this episode to go the way it did, but I'm kind of glad it did. I hope there's like a nugget in here for somebody, you know, maybe somebody has been on the fence about starting meditation and, um, cause I feel like meditation gets like such a crazy rap. You only see these, like, it's like people that either don't meditate or like the gurus. And I think that when you see people talk about their experiences of just being normal, then it's, uh, it's really interesting. So, all right, Steph, you feel good about this one? I do. Thank you. Thank you. I will link to all the stuff Steph's talking about. I'll put her Instagram down there too. You should go follow her. She's a good person. She's a good person. I've always enjoyed working with her and, um, and I think too, just the, I'm just ready to see, well, both of us <laughs> get back to work. So that'll be something fun to do too. So, all right, yeah. Steph, I love you. We'll all talk right. to you soon. Okay. Love you. Thank you. So that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to it. Hopefully you have liked and subscribed and done all that fun stuff and, uh, listen at your home speaker. This will be the last time I ask you, uh, at least this week <laughs> to listen on your home speaker and let me know what you think about it when you're listening at your home devices. So ask it to listen to the certified mama's boy podcast and, uh, let me know how that works out for you. Okay. Hey, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you took a nugget away from it. That means something to you. If you've got somebody with anxiety in your life and they don't know where to turn, uh, maybe have them check out this episode so they don't feel so alone. And, uh, yeah, that's all we got for this week. I love you. Normal episode back on Monday. Okay. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.